0: and welcome back to let's Unpack that your weekly podcast where this queer millennial and his friends unpack world events through the lens of anxiety depression and everything in between and this episode is our trump's giving episode um so the purpose of this podcast is to say goodbye to our least favorite family in american politics the Trumps. Um, so in this episode, we're going to thank them for their service by reliving some of their greatest moments. But before we do that, we're going to talk a little bit about some headlines you might have missed this week or some things maybe you couldn't catch because you were too worried about voter fraud that doesn't exist. Um, and then after that, we're going to get into some Thanksgiving traditions like, is Thanksgiving racist? What will the Trumps be doing this year? And how grateful are we that they are going to be able to leave? So hopefully this is a fun episode. Hopefully you enjoy this episode. I'm super excited about it. But with that, we're going to jump right into headlines. So um, Kirk, welcome back to the pod. What is your headline?
1: Yeah, so mine is... Definitely disturbing. And I think that's kind of the goal we try to go for. And sometimes I usually feel like funnier things, but this isn't, it's, it's not funny at all. It's disturbingly, it's something we all know, but I think we don't talk about enough right now because of things that you're mentioning, like voter fraud. But, um, this, this is going around a bunch of different media outlets this week about the weekly unemployment filings rise to 70, 742,000 as the virus surges. Um, And that I think it was it was kind of um, plateaued for a bit at a high level, but now it's starting to elevate again, Um, obviously, given the lockdowns that are happening in certain areas and places not being able to people not being able to work safely. Um, And I just think people need to remember that that's happening and that at the same time, we don't have um, a stimulus plan in place whatsoever. Um, so I think it's important we, we remember that and how disturbing that is. And um, I think I read that more than 20.3 million people are still claiming some sort of unemployment right now assistance. Um, Kim, that's compared to this time, like this week last year, it was 1.5 million people. It's up to 20. I mean, obviously, given there was no pandemic, but that's kind of the point that we're still eight months into this. And that many people are needing some sort of assistance from the government. Um because of the, how many people can't work. And, you know, we're not seeing anything happen from the government to help them. It's pretty absurd. Like, I
0: feel that, like, while the American public that has not been impacted as much by COVID has, like, largely moved on, like, that's almost a million people you just mentioned that filed for unemployment. <laughs> like, that that's three-fourths of the way to a million people. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, in you week, know? Yeah. Like, in a week, in a week, yeah. And even it's like, I was I was about to say, like, as you were talking, like, That hasn't affected my life really, but like it, it has like Jack's pay and hours got cut by 50%. And like, I didn't even think, you know, like I was like, Oh, COVID hasn't really impacted us. And I'm like, no, that's just my level of privilege. Even that I talk about COVID so much. We talk about COVID so much together, but like, I was like, Oh no, it is affecting my life. Just luckily my job allows me to have enough safety
1: yeah, and even, and even, and not that I don't care about you or any of us if we lost our jobs and we got assistance. Like, cause my friend actually last night I was talking to her, she got um, laid off her and her, like, her whole team did just because of the nature of everything that's happening, um, got laid off. And she's like, it sucks, but like, she's like, it'll be okay. Cause she's, I mean, it'd be okay for us too, to an extent. But there's probably a lot of that 20.3 million people don't have, Jobs that we have, Do you know what I mean? Like there, there, there's other like they work places that might be paycheck, they maybe have paycheck to paycheck, or they work hourly, and those places just aren't open, or they're small business stuff like that. Um, that it isn't as fluffy of a of a place to land when they lose their job. Um, yeah, I think that's yeah. more important to think about too, because you hear, oh, my friend lost her job, which is important, and that that's scary. But I think it's not the same thing as probably the majority of these people who have lost their jobs. They really do need additional help on top of the unemployment check they're getting.
0: Yeah, yeah. It has like some level of sustainability and all these people are going to go into the holidays, you know, without like spare money to to buy gifts or to do dinners Wait. or just to even bring people together, which they shouldn't be necessarily doing anyway, but you know, I I know that people have kind yeah. of moved beyond some of and that. And I stuff. think the
1: the 742,000 is people they've, they've filed, so that doesn't even that's not even meaning they get, they're getting it right now. That's that's a whole process. Obviously, yeah. as we know, and that's a messed up process too. Sorry to be a, a downer, but yeah.
0: No, no, I I don't think that you're a downer. I appreciate like bringing that perspective and level setting, right? Because like this is going to be an episode that's a lot of fun, and we're going to drag and we're going to read, but like that is what's going on, you know. Hopefully, this podcast, this particular episode, um, you know, could be somewhat of a distraction, but I think it's good to bring people to back to reality too. Erica, what about you? What's your headline?
2: So I'm also going to COVID news today, and this is a little bit. More positive news. A, the uh, COVID vaccine has now shown 95% um, effectiveness. And B, Florida is actually expected. So I don't know if you guys know, but the it's not going to be a one shot vaccine. There's going to be two parts to it. Um, and Florida is expected to receive it within the next as soon as three weeks. Um, and that is according to the Tampa Bay Times, even though I think Florida is an absolute hellscape. Um, it's it's good to know that to an extent there is some um, relief in sight. But then also, you know, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people who don't get it, plenty of people who can't get it. Um, and the people who don't get it are going to be the ones who could effectively kill the people who can't get it. But I mean, there's some sort of, potential end in sight to this, but um, there's still a lot of work to be done as well.
0: Yeah, that's important. One of the things I was thinking about even like recently was when people get it, we're still going to have to be masked for a while. But like, we can barely tell these people to keep their masks on in stores now, right? Because these are people who are paid hourly. There are essential workers that we've been relying on for this entire pandemic. We call them heroes, yet slash their pay. You know, to, to me, like, when we eventually do, like have people who get vaccines, people are going to charge into these stores whether they have the vaccine or not. And be like, I had the vaccine. I don't need a fucking mask. I was like, this is like a whole nother battle of this thing that like, we're going to have to face. Like, again, I think very good news like that Erica just brought up, but also it's like, I just think about like, God, Americans are so fucking dumb. There's going to be so many people who don't get the vaccine. And then so many people who then like pretend that they get the vaccine because they feel like their civil liberties have been infringed upon for the last eight months.
1: And the fact that that vaccine might not even work, not that it doesn't work, but just because you get it doesn't mean you can't get COVID. There's still a chance. I mean, there's a chance with right. the flu. We get the flu vaccine, right. you might get the flu. Like, so you still should have a mask on while it's still active out
3: there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I saw um, a headline today that said, a, I guess the WHO has done a study and they said that if 95% of the world's population wore a mask, we wouldn't have to do lockdowns because we'd be able to avoid it. And you know, we've seen that in Japan, in places yeah. like Japan, where they didn't have to lock down and they they wore masks. And it, there wasn't any conspiracy theories. It wasn't viewed one way or the other. It was just viewed as the thing you had to do.
0: We're all in this together. Like we all pretended to be in March, you know? It's like just that simple.
3: For three days. Uh,
0: for three. <laughs> until St. Patrick's Day from yeah. March 14th to March 17th we were all really aligned. <laughs> <laughs> it was very post 9/11, wasn't it? Everyone uniting the country. Like, yeah, but it didn't last nearly as long. Yeah, cuz we're fucking still in that shit, so. Yeah. Andrew, what is your headline?
3: I'm going to take it back to election fraud because that's all I seem to be able to think about these days. And there is a headline out there that Trump courts Michigan GOP leaders in bid to overturn election he lost. So that's from CNN. So sources have said that he has invited certain GOP members from Michigan to the White House and called some others and is trying, apparently, and succeeded in getting them to now rescind their certification of the results in Michigan. And hand-in-hand hand with that, a couple days ago, we learned that Lindsey Graham was apparently trying to get um, an election official, who is also a Republican, by the way, um, in Georgia, to throw out all mail-in ballots from certain counties because those counties had high rates of signature mismatch errors. So we've already seen that the lawsuits, when it comes to things like um, poll watchers, and when it comes to them trying to prove, um, they're not even trying to prove fraud. They're saying there's fraud, but then their, uh, their lawsuits are just about technical errors. Um, they They can't, they know they can't use fraud in court because there's no evidence of it. It doesn't stand up. All those lawsuits are getting thrown out. So now it seems like they're turning to um, more bluntly mob tactics and just trying to call people and sh- get them on their side, find out who the loyalists are, and just get them to basically shut down the, the election results as they stand. Um, and that's insane.
0: Yeah, you know what's so funny? That was my headline too. Um, was specifically <laughs> the one about the re- Republican governor in Georgia. Um, you know, uh, I was reading Governor um, Raffensperger. His name is again Republican governor Georgia. Him and his wife are receiving death threats.
3: Yeah, over Just the last few Secretary days. of State in Georgia. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this, the, oh, I totally must have fucked that up, but the, the secretary of state. Yeah. They're, they're receiving death threats. The, the text that he got said, you better not botch this recount. Your life depends on it. Like the level of insanity that we are at regardless of what side sent that text message, is absolutely insane. He has said that every accusation of fraud has been thoroughly investigated. There is no credible evidence. Shortly after that, Trump tweeted, Georgia's Secretary of State, a so-called Republican, in parentheses, rhino, which means Republican in name only, won't let the people checking the ballots see the signatures for fraud. Why? Without this, the whole process is very unfair and close to meaningless, Everyone knows that we won the state like this is the level of insanity that we are at is that Trump and Trumpers are now attacking attacking Republicans in normally Republican states like Georgia about unfair results of the election. And I think we mentioned it last time. If we were going to rig the election, this has now been put in memes and everywhere like too, you know, if 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 we were to rig the election, why would Mitch McConnell still be in power? Why would we have fucked up so many Senate races? Why would we have wasted millions and millions and millions of dollars, you know, on all of these candidates? Why would we have lost seats in the House? Like, I think that this election is as simple as. A lot of people fucking hated Donald Trump, but they still don't love Democrats. Like, I think it is literally that simple, and it's so frustrating that we're still talking about this, even when I would say conservative Republicans, like the Secretary of State from Georgia, is on board. Like, it is literally Trump and Trumpism, which is why I am so happy to like drag his family throughout this entire podcast episode.
1: <laughs> and it's like it's this, and not him because he's just doing it because he he needs to do this, but everyone still buying it it's just it's willful ignorance like they they i think most people at this point know the election is done and it it, it is what it is but it's just willful it's it the same it's the same people that don't want to wear a mask and don't want to believe the numbers and want to post things like people are flying on airplanes but i can't go to dinner with my grandma like it's just come on re, do a little research understand what this means and what everything means and, but they don't want to they want to be ignorant they want to just keep going down this path they've been on. So it's the lost cause but it is kind of I mean not that I obviously I, I don't love Republicans in any sense of the word but seeing people that are you know real Republicans like backing back I mean backing away from this and kind of you know standing their ground is I guess a good thing for the future but um, meaning hopefully he really will start going away once he's literally not in power anymore. Um, but yeah I think it's it's willful ignorance.
0: It's pure insanity. And like, there's been so many other headlines this week too. Right. Like we almost like went to war with Iran again. And then like, we also were going to withdraw from Afghanistan and Somalia. Like all these stories that are like happening and, and a lot of you know pundits in DC are saying that it's like because Trump wants to re-election wants to win re-election he's trying to end on a couple really good high notes you know that there was voter fraud and that's why he lost but you know he still in his last few months wanted to do a couple really good things he wanted to bring the troops home you know he wanted to get a vaccine out to everybody and and then he will take this as he is getting dragged out of the White House and saying this whole thing was so unfair but don't worry everybody I'm going to run again in four years and I'm I'm not going to allow myself to think about that. And I don't think that anybody who is on this podcast or, you know, is listening to this podcast should allow ourselves to worry about that um, because we have so much more pressing work than a president who is going to get kicked out of the White House and then run again in four years is a lot that could happen during that time. But maybe a section of this podcast could become Trump watch of what is actually going to happen with him now that he is exiting. You know, it's just uh definitely nerve-wracking but the whole thing like you like you said Kirk I think you said it so well like whether it's covid whether it's you know um the voter fraud it's like trump has the ability to put doubt so much doubt into our institutions and people rally behind him. And that's very scary for what happens in the future. It's not necessarily for me scary of what's going to happen for Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden will take office. But if you just have more people deny doctors, more people deny vaccines, more people deny COVID, more people deny voter fraud, more people deny election results, more people like just being like, yeah, Lindsey Graham should call them and tell him that like the, the count is bullshit. Like that is scary for like where America is. So Yeah. It is a disturbing headline. All of those, I think, were disturbing headlines. Even Erica's, because it's easy to be like, "Well, people don't like fucking vaccines." But um, you know, it's it's definitely an interesting thing to watch. I think as we move
1: forward, it is funny though about the vaccine to me because people don't want the most people that I've spoken to or heard of that don't or read about that don't want to get the vaccine because they're not trusting are the same ones that don't want to socially distance, don't want to wear a mask, don't want to um, stay inside. It's like, well. Do you want to get rid of the virus because you it frustrates you guys so much more than everyone else because you think it's debilitating to your life? Um, but then you won't get a vaccine, which is like the real one answer to getting this under control. It's or literally, their it's, only way out It makes no. I don't like. What is the we, you just keep living with it? I don't get it. I don't get it.
3: I think they most of them believe that the virus is real and that it's happening, but I think most of them don't think it's as as serious as as right? we're being told it is. They bought into thinking that it's it's no worse than the flu, or maybe it's even weaker than the flu, um, because in the very very beginning, that that's what Trump said. He said it's a weak flu, um, like way 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 back in the day, <laughs> the several years ago when this started. Um, and I think I think that's what they think, and they they think that you know what. Um, we can just, we can, we don't have to wear masks. We don't have to socially distance. We should just go back to our lives. And when I catch it, I catch it. And it's not going to be a big deal. Um, especially the people that don't have underlying conditions. But it's even people who have underlying conditions. Yeah. They're, they're like, oh, it's not going to be that big of a deal. It's going to be like a cold.
0: It's, it's totally wild. I mean, we're recording this on um, November 19th. Almost 2,000 people died yesterday. Like, what the fuck are we doing? You know
3: what I mean? Isn't there more concurrent cases right now than at the peak, the the original yeah. peak? Yeah. yeah. Like this is bad. This is bad.
2: And what like I need people to understand is if you don't take a vaccine, so say only 90% of the world's population gets the vaccine, right? Like 10% is a lot of people. And if someone takes it and someone else doesn't, that person can like vaccines are living things they can mutate. So, yeah, you might have the vaccine for one, but because some idiot down the street didn't get the vaccine and it's mutated, you just caught something else and we're back in the same position. But science is hard and people don't want to be filled with science liquids. And it's just like, come on, dude. It's the amount of work and effort and how far we've gone and how many lives that we've lost through this are definitely indicative of if they were just going to rush some bullshit vaccine,
3: they could have done it months ago. Yeah. I had a, a friend that I consider very dear, um, tell me that they were never going to take the vaccine because it was rushed. And I said, well, it, it was rushed compared to a normal vaccine because the companies had, each of them had over $2 billion all at once to work with. They didn't have to go through years and years of getting grants and fundraising, and they applied their entire companies to making that vaccine it's like a uh the world war ii effort where they were able to design a plane from start to finish in a matter of months and then they were manufacturing them and flying them to europe like it's literally the same thing it's built on technology and science we already have right it's like
0: it's not the first ever vaccine
1: yeah i was having that conversation conversation yesterday with someone about like it's like a vaccine is a vaccine, you know, once you have that part of it. Like, it, this isn't like, a, they're not creating a brand... Yeah, it is a brand new thing for COVID, but it's not like a brand new thing from scratch. So people don't understand that either. It is, and I just wanted to make sure I was correct, it is one American every minute of the day, since this, now with the new count um, is what we're at. So that's kind of yeah. very sobering we, to think. We need that vaccine.
0: Like, no, no, no disease does that.
1: No, yeah. that's the flu doesn't do that. Like,
0: like, like I just... It, it's insane that there are people who are doubting this, and it's you know what because I'm feeling it, I think it's also insane for all of us to be risky around thanksgiving like i'm I'm not saying stay in your homes. I understand that people need to do what's best for them and they need to do what's best for their mental health, but I really encourage people to think about what they're doing, you know it's like I was reading a couple like comments you know on the philadelphia subreddit which is like very pro police um you know in in comparison to like where other city subreddits are and where reddit is in general um but it was just like they have a little bit more of a conservative mindset i feel like on the philly subreddit than than other subreddits that i'm on and it was just a bunch of people being like these lockdowns are great but nobody's gonna listen so why should we listen and i was like we can't, we can't think like that. Nobody can think like that. Yes, it's going to be frustrating. We're going to see a lot of people that aren't going to listen. Um, we're going to see a lot of people, you know, that are going to be frustrated and go out without masks. And we're going to see more people have massive gatherings on Thanksgiving, but just like know that you're not crazy and know that like a lot of us are with you and you can be responsible and do what Erica's doing. You can literally quarantine for 14 days, then you can get COVID tested and then you can go and be with the people that you want to be with in your life. Like there are ways to do this responsibly and so many people are too impatient to do it because they just want to do the life that they want. And, and again, I'm not saying like, do one thing or don't do the other. Just make a decision, understand your risk. And if you're going to do it, try your best to quarantine before, after, during, whatever, you know, and spend time with people who have quarantined before, after, during, whatever. It's like, it is the only way out of this. We have to treat this stuff seriously.
1: That's a really good point. Cause I, you know, and as much as I personally wouldn't care if, I say this now, but I don't know if the government mandated us to stay in our homes, but that's not happening. So people need to act like that's happening. And the government's recommending, or whoever you want to say is recommending, the people, it's not even the government, the, the people that know what the fuck they're talking about, the CDC or the, or the doctors, the scientists are recommending say, if you're going to go to the ho- do holidays, with your family, keep it lit- small, 10 or less, or eight or less, or whatever. You technically can go to a party with hundred people. You're not. It, it's not saying you can't. You shouldn't be. Like you're just. That's like. Let's think a little bit. And not do that. But to, I think people like, almost want to go do this huge, huge gatherings because they're like, I don't want They can't tell me how to live my life. Like you can do it, but do it smart, or don't do it. Like just think about it. I don't think. But everyone needs to stop acting like they're like being forced into their home because no one that hasn't happened.
0: At all. No, it, and it literally will not happen. It won't happen,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> and to it's our like detriment, the, it won't
0: happen. Yeah. The <laughs> American idea of oppression is so completely absurd. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Especially in light of how everybody likes to think of themselves as Americans or how a lot of people like to think of themselves as Americans. That's stereotypical. We're rugged. You know, we we conquered this country, ignoring all the colonialism, et cetera um we we explored out into the west like we have this history of exploration and doing really really hard things and we all like to think that that's us too that as americans we're that rugged and everyone else are pussies and then we here's a moment where we have to toughen up a little bit like yeah you can you can go to a family funeral but you can't hug people You know, you can you can see some of your family members, but maybe it's not smart to have a big gathering in your house. Like call them on the phone, then call them on Zoom. Like this is a moment where we have to be just a little bit tougher and things are just a little bit more inconvenient. You know, it's not even World War Two and people can't do it. And it totally blows the whole myth of American exceptionalism right out of the water
0: yeah we have any inkling of hard work yeah (laughs) it totally does it it proves the point of we want what we want and we want it now and no one's going to tell us otherwise we suck (laughs) we suck yeah well that's headlines I hope everyone's enjoying this light and fun episode (laughs) Um, but we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we will unpack Trump's giving Uh, so now, um, in this segment of the episode, we want to unpack Trump's giving. Um, we want to talk about the Trumps. We want to laugh about the Trumps. We want everyone to have a little bit of a holiday cheer before they begin this holiday season. Um, and whether you're celebrating with people or not, whether you're staying at home or not, um, you know, I think, um, it's just important for us to laugh. Um, and I think it's important to laugh about some of like the absurd things that the American government does, um, around Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving, but like, I don't know. We level set around Halloween, like, and I thought that it was a really interesting discussion around like how you guys all celebrated thank uh, Halloween uh, back in October. Um, you know what your like family traditions were and everything like that. But I'm curious, like, what you guys think about like Thanksgiving in general? Like, it's kind of racist, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of. I, I don't. Does anyone want to like hop in and 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 you know like what do you guys think about Thanksgiving as like a fucking holiday? <laughs>
2: I mean, it's stupid as fuck, like, (laughs) call it what it is, there's no, like, I, even as a kid, I was like, okay, I understand what happened, but I don't understand how that impacts me today. Like, there's nothing that happened via Thanksgiving that, like, would have resulted in any difference in America today, in my personal opinion. Um, I mean you can go down that whole butterfly effect rabbit hole, but that's probably more Andrew Speed and T Way. But um <laughs> it's just a stupid fucking holiday. Like there's no reason behind it. It is purely based off of a slaughter. And they didn't even eat turkeys. That's what has me fucked up. They're eating like lobster and shit. Bitches.
0: It was like right on the coastline. Like, yeah, they were eating fish. <laughs>
2: So should we do like a feast of the seven fishes
0: type shit? I'm into that. I like, it's just like, to me, I don't know. I'm the same way, Erica. Like I, I don't really particularly feel like celebrating Thanksgiving any year. Um, I, again, I understand how the holiday has modernized and it's traditionalized and, you know, that it's now just like a reason for people to get together and spend a lot of food and there's a lot of marketing around it. And everybody has like things that they do and it's like, Oh, Thanksgiving is going to be hosted at Aunt whoever's house. And that's like a huge deal. Um, to me, like, I don't, I've never viewed holidays that way. Like, I, there's been certain traditions, like, in my life that I really value and really care about. But, like, to me, what I see about holidays more than anything is that we all get this great, day or two off from work depending on our job Um, and thank God a lot of people are getting off on Thanksgiving this year more so than previous years because Black Friday is looking a little bit different Um, so our essential workers hopefully get somewhat of a break Um, but you know to me it's like we all get off off from work and then it's like oh what are we going to do all day? We're going to run chores we're going to clean our house, we're going to cook a shit ton, we're going to get stressed out, then we're going to get dressed up, then we're going to eat and we're going to drink and then we're going to get tired tired, that we fall asleep. And then it's like, what about that is relaxing? I mean, as a person with severe anxiety and specifically social anxiety, like getting dressed, looking good, like talking with people, eating a lot of food, feeling sweaty, and then just wanting to get home and pass out. Like none of that is attractive to me at all. Like I would rather just like everybody lay on the couch and just like, yeah, if, if we can, you know, cook just my own family, that sounds great. You know, but like we can all help out, cook around the kitchen, collaborate, laugh, have fun. But like the big family parties, the getting together family parties, like that just sounds exhausting because we're gonna do it again in another month for Christmas. I don't know. I don't know, Kirk, like do you what are your thoughts on on Thanksgiving? Like I, I, I agree with Eric on the racism part, but I also just like in the in the pure like common sense of it all, I disagree.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that one was negative. Um <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, your last point was actually what I was going to say is I've never really understood just because Thanksgiving has nothing to do with Christmas. I understand obviously, because Christmas is really historically a religious holiday. Um, But I've never understood why they had to be so close to each other. Like it's the same holiday twice in terms of like, usually maybe I think it's become like one side's your one parent's holiday. The other side's your other parents' family's holiday or something. So you can see both sides if you have two parents, whatever. Um, But I always kind of was like, wished one was like in the middle of the summer or something. So it's spread out. I just think it's very exhausting to like do all that. And then three and a half weeks later or three weeks later, you have to do it again. I feel like as I've gotten older and my, um, I don't know if anyone else agrees with this, but my sisters and siblings having kids, it's become more nuclear to um, my just family. So I don't mind it as much. Um, but I agree. It is, it's all, I also don't eat meat. So, like, I'm really boring. So, I don't really have much to do. I eat like mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. Kirk,
2: you don't eat meat?
1: No.
0: He doesn't even get the best benefit of the holiday, which is the food. Yeah, That's the like only I thing eat that like matters. mac and
1: cheese and, like, I honestly don't know, like, a croissant. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I and will have already say, the one, and croissant. But the one thing I do like about, I mean, I like the, I don't mind the Hallmark version of it, which I think we should start just like diving, which we kind of, as Americans, we love to like act like we love our history, but like no Republican is sitting around, as much as they want to act like they are, sitting around thanking and talking about the history of Thanksgiving. They're just, you know, doing the same thing everyone else is doing and talking about being thankful, which I don't think that's a bad thing. I I don't know about that. There's some wild people out there. There's got to
0: be some people that reenact and dress up and slaughter Indians in their backyard. Like that's... Native (laughs) indigenous indigenous peoples. Oh, I was Um, just saying what they call them, but yes.
1: (laughs) I do agree. I also wanted to mention, I mean, going back to, I mean, I went to Catholic school um, growing up and going back that Paul went to as well. And I don't know the other two. Where'd you guys, did you guys go to Catholic or private? So I don't know what you, we had like, and I could find pictures. Like we had probably like a Thanksgiving mass that week or something. And then people were chosen to dress up as pilgrims and turkeys and, 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 Native American people, and it's just so funny looking—not funny, weird—looking back. And my sister now is actually a first-grade teacher at that school. And I asked her if they—I I remember she started three or four years ago. I asked her, "Did you do that?" And she said, um, "No, we don't do that. We don't do that anymore." And, and I asked her, "I was like, well, that's good because I was going to tell you to s- stop doing it." But um, she's like, "I don't even bring into my class. Like, I bring in like turkeys and that kind of stuff to create, like, draw and shit. But like, we don't really get into this whole fake thing of like." Native Americans sat down with pilgrims and broke bread. Like, that really isn't the story. And I think that's what we were kind of sold as kids. I no. mean, um, that's as deep as it got, right? You didn't get any deeper than that. And um, so we thought pilgrims were like cute little things to be. But. Right.
0: And I feel like there's an appropriate way
1: to teach people
0: about Thanksgiving that recognize the tragedy of the holiday or the tragedy of the overall event uh, without, you know, like taking away from, I don't know, not necessarily the accomplishments, but just like the, 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 moment of what was happening, right? Like, like you can say to a kid, you don't have to have people dress up as native Americans and have people dress up as pilgrims and then people dress up as turkeys and make it this like big celebration story that everyone sat down. You could say, and you could teach kids that a bunch of pilgrims came in, they came in on ships, they met some people that they didn't understand, and they were really mean to some of those people and actually, some of those people got sick and then they died and so Thanksgiving is a day that we try to be better that we try to be grateful that we try to am i am I too fucking
1: radical no, after I'm right not now? <laughs> They not really preachy, but you you describing that sounded like the last four years. Like families, they came in, but they came here. They gave, got people sick and people died. It sounds like the Trump administration and coronavirus. <laughs> 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 this
3: is, this
1: <laughs> Trump's giving. Trump's giving
0: is <laughs> the coronavirus.
3: It, it's Literally, funny guys, because or, that's, what that's what they what said would happen with all of those migrant caravans.
1: Well we yeah, really remember catavans,
3: that? the caravans that, that magically disappeared and you know? never never came to pass. Yeah, That's exactly what they here, said man. is these people are going to come here and they're going to rape our women and they're going to they're going to kill our children and they're they're bringing disease and drugs and a little bit of projection there.
0: Yeah, Native Americans are like pot kettle like <laughs> But that's the whole thing right like there's an opportunity for us as people to educate our children around what actually happened at thanksgiving like that's awesome like and I, and I feel like i'm I'm sure some progressive teachers in a lot of areas of the country are doing this. I just think that like for us our entire life to learn about the celebratory holiday and then learn about it as adults is something different. That's where people just go, all oh, the left is trying to control the narrative, everything's so p c when like no, this is not actually it. We're just trying to like. Teach things a little bit differently and teach things a little bit closer to reality that not everybody sat in a circle and sang kumbaya. They may have sang kumbaya on some Native American bodies, but like it wasn't an actual like celebration. Yeah. And I think
1: that, I mean, that goes back to which is we've done this before, but I think I just want to plug it like education in general for children or just the education some growing up of so many things not being told accurately. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's at the, um, protection of the youth I think it's just this is how we want to tell American history and it's how it's always been like I'm yeah I'm like like slavery is really not taught the right way you know what I mean like it's never like it's 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 everything is that way I feel it's just another example of that um yeah it's not well, taught I also
2: used to think like it's never the oppressed or the quote-unquote losers who write history so if my and like I wouldn't write history if for some reason all of this is switched I wouldn't personally want my family's history to be so destructive and evil. Um, And I can get that, like, desire to protect. But also, like, I don't know. I probably, I mean, part of my family was white and maybe they did some ancient stuff back in the day. And it's like, yeah, that was crusty. That was fucked up. But, like, you know, this is what they did. And this is why we're condemning it, because we're better. But, like... I just don't think that we have this mindset of learning from mistakes, as is clearly evidenced in this whole COVID situation. Um, And I think, you know, to criticize from the jump is just not how we were raised. You know, like we were said, you know, it was like, oh, maybe lie to tell a story so you sound better instead of owning up to it immediately. So I just think it's a truly American thing. Um, which is why you see all these other, like Japan's a great example. It is a group think country. They're like, listen, this is for the greater good. And we're not like that. Um, and we see it in every aspect of our life. And even in holidays, like there's no reason for us to celebrate Christmas because it's not technically a Christian holiday. It's a pagan holiday in origin. Um, Thanksgiving exists for no good reason Easter I get, but not, I don't get why there's a fucking rabbit. (laughs) I don't get why you need candy for Easter. (laughs) And rabbits don't lay eggs, which pisses me off, but that's a whole nother thing. In every, in my opinion, like holidays are, exist to make money. The one holiday I will forever hate. Until the day that I die is, you guess it, fucking Valentine's
0: Day. <laughs> no one could tell that was coming from, if they haven't listened to two episodes of this podcast.
2: If you've literally seen one thing I've posted on social media, you'd be like, oh, she's single and bitter.
0: <laughs> she definitely hates Valentine's Day, yeah. Well, let's move on. So let's talk about specifically. Like, I think we've <laughs> lost every listener at this point. No, I don't think we have it all. I think people okay. are living. Um, so like, what do you think the Trumps are going to be doing for Thanksgiving this year? And what about all those weird White House traditions? Like, I don't know if you guys know, like every single year the, since like George Bush, the White House has like pardoned Turkey. Yeah. Like, and, and like. This is a real thing. And like, I know I've seen it, but I wanted just to read this clip, which is literally from like white, whitehousearchives.org. So um, the White House Thanksgiving celebration has been traced back to President Abraham Lincoln. They love Lincoln. Um, when the president declared in October 1863 that the last Thursday in November would be commemorated as Thanksgiving Day. Lincoln is also credited with the first turkey pardon, even though he did it for Christmas. According to an 1865 dispatch, White House reporter Noah Brooks, a live turkey had been brought home for the Christmas dinner... But Lincoln's son, Tad, interceded on behalf of its life. Tad's plea was admitted and the turkey's life was spared. So while many turkeys have found their way to the White House over the years, it appears that most presidents did not pardon turkeys. The formal tradition of the turkey pardon solidified in, you guessed it, 1989 with George H W Bush remarking reprieve keep him going or pardon it's all the same for the turkey as long as he doesn't end up on the president's holiday table i hate <laughs> i i hate this i think <laughs> <laughs> i can't even describe why I hate it so much. Like other than the fact that like we have this grand gesture of a Republican president pardoning a turkey and say, we're not going to eat you. Yet at the same time, he's funded by big agriculture that literally has turkeys in cages bleeding from the mouth. Like, and I'm not by any stretch, like someone who's familiar with animal rights or animal rights activists, like safe farming. That's something I believe in, but not something that I've studied. But just when I think about the president being like, oh, we're going to let this turkey go. And it's like, oh my God, all these other ones that the rest of us are eating are like just fucking like diseased bleeding birds you know like somewhere in the middle of iowa and i just like the whole thing just feels so bizarre to me and and so i know the trumps are going to be participating in the turkey pardon but i don't know if you guys have a reaction to that or if you think they'll be doing
1: something he different. Might, i think he he might. Do be pro- he's done it before
2: did he do it last year
1: he's done it every year yeah Oh, I oh, for thought sure. he didn't do
2: it last year, or he his did. first
1: year. Right I've now. seen him do it at one of the three years. I think this year he'll be pardoning Lil Wayne on the on the White House line.
3: <laughs> 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 well, that man's kind of a turkey, so it makes sense. <laughs> He's a bit of a turkey himself. <laughs> you know, uh, I will say, as as weird of a tradition as it is, the the videos of Obama telling dad jokes when he pardons a turkey are a national fucking treasure. <laughs> I to watch That's that. not
0: my type of humor, I guess.
2: It's actually really cute. Like, his daughters are there, and it's just, like, it's precious.
1: It is. It's just, I really haven't thought about it, Paul, you're right. It is really weird. And I probably didn't think it was weird until Trump did it, so I probably was like, this is a Trump thing. But, like, obviously it's, it's not. It's no. no, it's just a Bush thing. I know, I know, but... A Bush Tad, I got to learn more about Tad Lincoln.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I just, which, again, Mary Todd Lincoln and Tad Lincoln, that's weird. Why would you name her son that? But I just, like, to me, the whole, I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, just hateful, and I know I'm never going to have children, and, like, I don't have any, like, expectation that... I would have like a bunch of kids being like, where are the turkeys? Like running down to the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade. Like none of that is in my future. And you know, post-election Paul is like pretty apocalyptic. So I just like have this vision that I'm like, I don't know. So, okay. So the Trumps are going to be doing that, but what are they going to be like eating for dinner? (laughs) Like what, like what is, cause you know, they're. I mean, there's no social distancing at this, right? Like there's, there's none of this is going to happen together
1: The family. Do you think they like each other? (laughs) But Tiffany, you think they're going to eat bags of Lay's potato chips?
3: Everybody but the tea. <laughs> 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 oh, <that was> <laughs> <scary>. <laughs>
1: Tiffany's
0: too too busy volunteering at the transgender homeless shelter. To She's collecting <laughs> all
1: those. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <post-it>.
0: Does she <laughs> even know who, what a transgender
3: <laughs> person is? <laughs> Even
1: a clue, she's yeah. insane, but I don't, yeah. I guess, today. So, I don't, I guess, on Thanksgiving Day, historically growing up, I didn't really pay attention to the White House. Do they do? I mean, I know they do the Turkey Party, where there are other things they do that day that are aired across, like, I'm thinking of you know, I pay attention to the Macy's Day Parade, but if, if they're like, do we like, do they stream something? I don't know, I don't, like, is there no, they don't stream happen?
0: anything, they don't stream anything, but I'm sure they'll like. Have something yeah. where they give thanks for something. They're going to give thanks for like MAGA supporters or something
1: like that. Maybe they should fucking pardon. This isn't a bad, not even a joke. But like they're, it, it, to your point earlier about like Republicans, they parted in a turkey, but then they have all these millions of turkeys. To say, I mean, this dude literally has kids in fucking cages, and but they're on a the fucking lawn, being like, let's celebrate and not kill this turkey, but we kill everyone else.
0: The whole the whole thing is completely absurd. I'm excited for the memes. I'm excited for the memes. Like, cause it's going to be some weird photo op where like Melania is like kind of petting the turkey, but like doesn't really want to. She may also be like kind of dressed as some outfit that resembles a turkey. And then like Trump's hair, obviously, you know, like looks like at the top of a turkey's head and his neck is like jiggling like a turkey's gobbler. And like <laughs> this whole thing is like really going to be, I think, a wild time. The Do most you think
3: important- Melania even gives a fuck about Thanksgiving?
1: stuff. <laughs> 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 Who gives a fuck about turkey? When did that happened. I'm more excited for that. When does that video come out? The, you know, the, the iconic video of the first lady with the Christmas decorations. I don't know when that comes out.
3: Oh, yeah. Jeez. She's not doing they
1: that. Do, no, they, if, they, I, if I were her, I'd like troll the fuck out of it and do it and
3: just be like. They got to <laughs> go big this year. What do they have to yeah. lose? I know. They
0: literally, say, they literally have nothing to lose. And if she wore an I really don't care, do you jacket to the southern I border? Despite the media, she's going to wear an I don't give a fuck about Christmas jacket.
1: <laughs> she's like walking down with Christmas trees around her.
0: Like they're just all on fire.
1: <laughs> if there's a gay in that White House, he better make it happen. But I was gonna say, they're going to say, you're going to
0: have like 12 turkeys that are named like... Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, and Joe Biden, and they're going to, like, execute them on the White House lawn, or they're going to dress up a bunch of Christmas trees as the Democratic candidates, and they'll do 12 days of Christmas, and each day they'll burn down a Christmas tree. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're going to go wild. I think they're going to go all out.
2: No, because he doesn't think he's lost yet. Like, he thinks he has four more years left.
3: (laughs) God help him. I've wondered about this for so long is like, what is the family dynamic? What do they do? Because we, I mean, we all had traditions or not. My family always regularly got together on Thanksgiving and we did the same thing every year and it was disregarding like what the holiday is or was or whatever. It was always a nice time for us. Like, do they have those moments? I imagine that like their family dynamic is like that show Succession where all they're doing is they're always like being duplicitous and they're constantly lying and they're constantly maneuvering to try to fuck each other over. And like Don jr. And Eric spend the whole time trying to get Trump to notice them. And Ivanka's kind of above it all because she knows that daddy loves her the most. Daddy loves Jared the most. <laughs> and, and Tiffany is just happy to be there
2: no she's not she's
3: like fuck these idiots <laughs> she She's there, so she thinks she's happy to be there she thinks she's and I, I imagine that melania just gets fucking hammered to get through the day she drinks straight vodka what do you think she drinks Probably. I trump.
0: right trump doesn't drink he does not drink which is could you imagine him
1: drunk He's just he'd just be Rudy Giuliani at that point. <laughs> Do you imagine his Twitter drunk tweeting; it'd be incredible. Incredible. I have a turkey update. Iowa turkeys will travel to Wash the White House for Trump's Thanksgiving presidential pardon as of eight hours ago. So everyone, get ready.
2: The turkeys are in transit. It's coming. Also, I have this opportunity since I'm on this platform. Turkey is fucking awful. It's <laughs> dry. It's raggedy. And it just, I don't understand why we eat turkey. It's the shittiest meat on the planet.
0: Okay, well, speaking of someone who has shitty meat, I feel. (laughs) Okay. I I like the dark meat, but I don't, I think the white meat is dry as fuck. Like, I, much like many. Are you
3: you talking about America or are you talking about about (laughs) turkeys?
0: I'm fully speaking about turkeys in this moment, but the turkey skin is phenomenal. Like I could just eat the turkey skin or the turkey neck.
3: You sound oh, like a serial killer. You guys belly. don't
0: eat the
3: skin. I do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was Wait, like, the skin is the best part. And then the white meat is like what you use for sandwiches, covered in like mayonnaise the next day. <laughs> No? Am I the only one? Okay.
2: Well, no, no, I do. See, my family does it a little different. We have several like we have turkey that's just there for the tradition, prime rib, or a roast and ham. And then usually like gumbo.
0: I you just- ham? Ham? Paul. Gross. I
2: mean, you of all people should
0: love ham. Why? Ham is metallic. I think ham tastes metallic.
2: Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, I don't like ham.
2: You don't like a honey roasted ham?
0: I'd rather have a deli ham.
2: I, oh my God. I truly hope that you get canceled for this. You don't <laughs> want the sweet pineappley taste of a honey baked ham.
0: In a hot ham and cheese sandwich, yes. This is disturbing. <laughs> Kirk raised his hand as if he wanted to say something. <laughs> he wanted to give us another
3: Turkey update. I definitely
1: wasn't talking about Turkey. Oh, um, no, also found out apparently the Trumps, I'm just trying to get some background into their Thanksgiving traditions. Apparently they usually spend it in Mar-a-Lago. I didn't, I, I mean, even as the past three years, apparently. Um, but he canceled it as of today and he'll be bunkering down as what insiders are saying, That he's staying in the white house and not leaving. And he hasn't left the white house really much since the election right um no well, he, he hasn't went, appeared he in a week, like a week yeah he, he was golfing, golfing and back. then there was like one rally right or something he did one yeah. he did he's done like one appearance or something and then he did the um the soldier on um veterans day but other than that he hasn't they normally they go to mar-a-lago and um people come and they have you can purchase tickets which feels really fucking weird to do <laughs> but that won't be happening so he's staying at the white house
3: Wow. That sounds like trash. He's just awaiting that turkey shipment. (laughs) I'm just kind of hung up on it. I have like this vision of this like train just like filled with turkeys. (laughs) Like, if they need 12, they probably have to send 50 of them because like most of them die in transit, right?
0: Yes. The logistics of the turkey, Andrew, I'm with you. It's a concern. But we will all be watching. We will make sure that we let everyone know that'll be our next episode. We'll start it off by talking about what the Trumps actually did on Thanksgiving. But we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we will relive our favorite memories of the ones that we're grateful for from the Trump family. All right. And we are back with our final segment of the episode where we talk about what we are grateful for when it comes to the Trumps. They have given us a lot over the four years, whether it was a meme, a scandal, a failed initiative. The Trumps have just given us so much. So over the past four years, I want to ask you guys, which Trump sibling are you most thankful for and which memory comes to mind? Um Kirk, let's start with you.
1: Okay. Mine is a little indirect, but it's direct. Whatever. You'll see what I mean. Mine is Don Jr. Um, I'm not really thankful for anything he's personally done. I kind of find him funny. I don't find it. I think it's actually really weird. If you go to his Instagram, he has like, I think his in his bio it says meme something. I don't know. He like posts memes all the time. And I just picture like, Chelsea Clinton posting memes all the time when she was a, if she was a, when she was the first child, like that would not go over well. I just think it's hilarious that this kid is just such an asshole and just like totally is, you know, thinks he's the shit because he's the first son or one or whatever. But I'm thankful for him because he brought one of the most iconic RNC moments to life by having his girlfriend, who is still his girlfriend. I don't even know if they're engaged. I feel like they might be, probably not. They'll probably break up the moment that they're out of the White House. Um, to the RNC, and she's some sort of advisor, right? Or she's something on the campaign. I don't know what what her role is. But um, her name, of course, is Kimberly Guilfoyle. And she gave us that iconic line of, the best is yet to come. And I honestly think that moment, when we, like in like 25 years, not even, like in a year, hopefully when COVID's really gone, Um showing that to someone or stumbling upon that on the internet, like a 20 year old, 20 years from now who like really cares about politics and finds that and sees this woman screaming into an empty room is just going to be so amazing without context. Um, so I'm really excited to revisit that in about 20 years, but I'm thankful for that. And for her just, you know, off the record, everyone I've um, met this woman once and had dinner with her once. Um, reasons I can't explain, but um She's this. This is just another example of how I know this family is so fucking fake. Is that she? This is years before she had anything to do with them. She worked at Fox News, and she hate. I hate the Trumps. I hate Donald Trump. Just to prove and prove to the people we were with that she and to to us that she doesn't like Trump and Fox News isn't for Trump, and we are upstanding Republicans and we won't put up with this shit. And then five months later, I got like a People News alert saying she was this woman was dating um Don Jr. I just think it's hilarious. Now she's out there not only just dating him but like, you know, advocating for the brand, for the family, for the administration has become a part of it. And it, and it's one small example of these people and like a really insignificant person, but I just think it proves that these I don't these people have no backbone. They have no um they, they don't like I don't think they like each other at the end of the day. Um so I just think that that I'm thankful for him for bringing her into our lives and that moment and i'm thankful for all of the um the interviews he's given where he's clearly on coke which i think (laughs) would be fun to go back and watch as well (laughs) Which no shade to those who do who do that coke but i mean it's kind of hilarious that he like comes at hunter biden and then he's literally on fox news like high as fuck (laughs) not making any sense
0: I'm excited for I'm excited for his future when he inevitably runs for president and he has like a full on Jeb Bush moment where everyone was like, the expectations are so high. And then like Jeb Bush literally could not articulate a policy on the debate stage back four years ago. Um, I'm very excited to see That's what happens with Don Jr. Because there's no way he does not become and stay a Fox News contributor as a regular. Like it's it's in his DNA. Yeah.
1: And Kimberly Goldfoyle, I mean, my God, I can't wait to see that. She can't go back to Fox because she was fired for sexual abuse or assault. which people don't really know that either, but that happened. Right. So that's mine.
0: Rest in peace. We're so grateful for you, Don (laughs) Jr. and Kim. Erica, what about you? Who's your Trump that you're grateful for?
2: I am forever eternally grateful for one Tiffany Trump. And that is because I think that we all have... Like, we are Tiffany Trump, us as Democrats, in the sense that we are completely left in the cold by Donald Trump. And if we are mentioned in any positive light, it's either because it benefits him in some way, or if it's because he's almost required to do so. So um, we are all little Tiffany's. And my favorite Tiff moment is when she just completely forgot the... Existence of transgender individuals, as she was supposed to be advocating for, how much Trump cares about the LGBTQ
0: community. She even threw in the plus, like she even said LGBTQ
1: plus. She like, meant favorite plus, I guess.
0: Like it just like it's like like <laughs> you couldn't have fucked that up even more, you know. Like you knew enough of the letters, but you forgot the one that your dad really fucked over, you know, and you forgot the group that is most oppressed um, in our community. And it just speaks volumes to who they
1: are. I think um, I just called you Tiffany, Erica. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany. Wait, but I really do think you should get in contact with her somehow and tell her when she writes her tell all book eventually or has someone write it for her. Um. to please call it We Are All Tiffany Trump. and <laughs> It's about how her father treated this country. Oh my God.
2: Either her or Barron would be the Trump children that write a tell-all about how terrible of a father he was.
0: I wouldn't put it past any of them. They might write a collective book. They each write, they each write a chapter like Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's a picture book. <laughs> Daddy was mean. But he gave us lots of money. Oh, the whole thing is just so ridiculous. Andrew, what about you? Which Trump are you grateful for and which memory makes you grateful for them?
3: You know, I am very thankful for Eric Trump holding it down, (laughs) holding it down for all the middle children that daddy just doesn't love enough. It is so clear that poor Eric Poor, poor Eric. He just can't get into the spotlight, no matter how hard he tries. And boy, does he try so much. He tries to get Daddy to notice him, and everybody talks about Don Jr., but people really don't talk about Eric.
1: He's the gay one, right?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right, that's that. Yes, he is. I believe
0: he said. I think we called him on this podcast. Bisexual
3: icon Eric Trump. <laughs> Eric Trump, bisexual icon. Oh my God. At I, least, at least his sister would recognize his uh, orientation.
0: What I find, what I find incredible, is that Eric Trump is the ugly one and it's a competition in that family to be yeah. the ugly one i mean that face which i don't i was gonna say it's a face only a mother could love but i don't know which is his mother ivana marla I no i don't know ivana. which one
3: is. is it ivana? Yeah,
1: it is ivana yeah ivana is, um all three of them and then it- Marlon Maple, Tiffany, and then Melania, which is debatable that Melania is Barron Trump's mother. I really don't think she is. He doesn't look about.
2: like her at all. That's nothing like her. But you know what? Maybe she doesn't look like her. Like she's had work done.
1: <laughs> but he, he looks a lot like Trump. She now. really doesn't look like her lately if you see the stunt double that's been in for her. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: that's a whole episode. That's literally a whole episode. No Who one talks is that about woman? That. How much is she paid and why?
1: Can we get her on here? I feel like we might be able to.
0: I think she's like the chair model from The Office. She's just already dead. (laughs) No matter how hard we try.
1: Eric really is so ugly. I'm I'm sorry. I don't like calling people ugly. I'm kidding. I love calling people ugly. And he's ugly.
3: The one smart thing that Don Jr. did in his life is growing a beard. Like, he's still not the best-looking dude with a beard, but Eric Trump really fucking needs to grow a beard. He's got to hide that whole mess down there.
0: Yeah, I feel like Donald Trump Jr. with a beard is, like, he's the uncle you've seen that's, like, kind of abusive and definitely a rapist. Like, that is where I feel like he is with the beard. But it's, like, it's less alien, so you're sort of like, okay, I just kind of hate you for a different reason
3: now. Eric Trump. You know what he looks like he Eric Trump has a face that says that he doesn't believe that women are capable of orgasm.
1: <laughs> well, so he has the Ben Shapiro face. Yeah. <laughs> his wife, honestly, his wife Laura Lee Laura Lee something is not horrible looking to be honest for him. <laughs> Not that it's all about looks, but you know
3: he really is is punching above his weight there.
1: Yeah, she's terrible though. But. I
0: love how Kirk is actively reading every single Trump, and then he's like, "Not that looks matter." <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, to, I really to like, you, you know what I think? You know Donald Trump for since the beginning of time has you know been telling us how hot his daughter is, and she's really not like unattractive, but she's really if, if it was just her without her siblings, I don't I think we'd be like, "Wow, she is really average." But because she always with her siblings were like, oh, she's like kind of pretty.
0: She looks way better. Yeah. And you know what's funny? That that's who mine is, is Ivanka. Um, and it's a combination of two that I'm most grateful for is Ivanka and Jared. Um and I I think the reason that I'm I'm so grateful for them is because they showed us that good looks and no qualifications can make a lot of people believe that you are a successful human being and smart. Like remember when Trump was elected and there was this whole like movement of like, well, but don't worry because Ivanka and Jared are going to stand beside Trump and they'll make sure that he's relatable and that he can speak to the youth and speak to American people. They'll police his language. Like they'll make sure that he tones it down they've been able to do no such thing because they, number one, don't care to, and number two, don't have the skills to get their father under control, father-in-law, if you're Jared. And the entire idea of them just shows this, like, overwhelming, like, you're kind of attractive so you can get by and then you can get forward in life because you, like maybe have a little bit of a nice smile. But these people to me are like the two worst because you can look a sane person looks at Don Donald Trump Jr.'s Instagram and is like, wow, this person is just a meme account. And he's clearly just trying to rally his father's base. That's his strategy. You can look at Eric Trump and be like, this person is just so desperate for attention. So he's going to go on Fox News whenever he can. Well, he quote unquote runs the Trump international empire whatever that is um and then you have tiffany who like we said is basically like the stray cat that the family let in for like a couple (laughs) weeks and then stayed and then we're not going to touch on baron i feel like it's not fair i've never even heard his voice i I don't think he speaks um and i wouldn't if i that were my role model of my family but when you think about Ivanka and Jared, they are like the, the promised ones. They were the ones who were going to save the Trump presidency. And they did no such thing. In November 2018, Ivanka Trump used a personal email account to send hundreds of emails about government business. And she did the exact same thing that Hillary did. She just didn't do it on a private email server. The whole time that they were in office, they made money off of the Trump industries. They made tr- money off. Of trade deals with China. They made money off of patents. They made money off of golf courses. Like they made money off of where the president was going. They specifically profited off this presidency. And in the first year alone, the two of them made $82 million. I don't know what their debt looks like, but no public servant in my mind should be able to make that much money while they're in office. Afterwards, you want to do speaking fees. Afterwards, you want to write a book. You are totally entitled to do that. But when you are a servant of the president and the president is a servant of the people, to me, you should not be able to make hundreds of millions of dollars. Just something about that seems wrong, even if you are independently wealthy. like It's just one of those things that Money and politics. People say this all the time. Like, well, Trump gave up his salary. Well, Trump profited a shit ton too during his presidency. But the idea that the president can be beholden to business, be beholden to other countries, be beholden to other people, not in the ways that we know and expect, like, you know, big companies making donations to presidential candidates. We all know that that exists. We all really wish it didn't exist. We don't want companies to control our candidates either. But the, like, Pure risk that the United States was under between Ivanka and Jared having so much access to the president and also being so tied with like foreign money and foreign dollars, like just shows how lucky we are that the two of them are so dumb, like the, the two of them were so incompetent that like they didn't like leak our secrets that they were so ineffective as an administration that hopefully right now they like didn't put our national security at risk, but like none of this is okay. And I feel like I am grateful for them because they have shown us that, um, being average and being below average and being somewhat good looking can get you so far, but that doesn't mean that you can accomplish anything. You can get rich. You can certainly get rich and stay rich, but you will have no legacy when you leave office. No one will look back on you and respect you or say the majority of people won't. And people will look at the both of you as failures. And you can take that wherever you're going to go, whatever socialite group you try to join, whatever advisor you try to become, like, because that's all these people can do is exist within the Kimberly Gulf oil space. And I'm going to continue to laugh at them forever because they are just as snaky and just as disgusting as all of the other politicians that we've known for so long. And they are not the promised ones. And they prove that every single day in office. So I'm grateful that the American people can realize that. I hate them.
2: (laughs) I feel like
0: I didn't even let you guys get a word in. I I I was so interested. I hate them. I hate them.
2: I just love hearing anyone read. Cause um, I think John Oliver actually did a piece on Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump. And it was just astounding to understand the extent of their incompetence and I also thought it was really interesting because the amount of what Donald Trump told the United States the people of the United States that Jared Kushner is gonna do was leaps and bounds beyond what presidents with experience and um, the knowledge would be like I think he was he said that he was gonna broker peace in the middle east like the fuck
0: (laughs) covid peace in the middle east hiv and aids poverty Mm -hmm. the border control like the whole thing everything was assigned to this guy
2: i was like trump you have nothing left to do
0: (laughs) right right yeah it just shows Mm -hmm. and they're not they're not a group of people that hires experts It's just, like, another title to be like, oh, we're giving it to the young one, the one one who's palatable by the media. And, like,
1: I hope as many people saw through that as we did.
2: Probably not, but...
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh. I do, I mean, I think it's a good point, which we kind of talked about last time a bit, but, you know, what they do from here, I think will most dramatically, not that I know these people, but most dramatically affect Ivanka's life, because I think she before this was the one Trump that like, I mean, I don't think the general public really liked, but I'm, I'm I guess they probably did. Like you had to like pick a Trump. It was like, well, Ivanka's like, she's like the pretty, you know, she's really savvy women, women's rights, businesswoman and she's liberal. You know, that, that's what you would always hear. I mean, you heard that in the beginning too, with like when they started. And I think she's really fucked. Like I can't see her going into the circle she was in, in, in New York or in anywhere she goes. So I don't know what um, what she does from here and, and Kushner too.
2: I think they have to resent Trump. Like he dragged them into something that they their careers were never aligned for. Um, I think Ivanka was an okay business person, but stores stopped carrying her brand. And I don't remember what the fuck. Jared Kushner was kind of, you know, in that real estate sphere as well. But I just think that Trump is a cancer to the people around him. And you can't like, they can't say no to him because they are a just as wrapped up in his lies as he is. And B if he fails and if he falls, they know that he would take them down with them. And I'm just like, and that's how he ran this country. That's how he ran his businesses. That's just how he knows to conduct himself. And 70 million Americans
0: still voted for him. And that's what blows me away. Totally agree. Well, any final thoughts on Melania? We <laughs> didn't mention her.
3: Who gives a fuck about Melania? <laughs> Who gives a fuck about Christmas?
1: I do wonder, I mean, what does she do? I mean, she... Another one I'm sick of, and everyone needs to stop fucking doing this. I know that we don't do this. But, like, a lot of Twitter, or gay Twitter it will, like... um sensationalize her in in ways I'm just like enough she's just as complicit she's just as terrible she might not be she might be smart and like not speaking much so then eventually she can kind of distance herself but no one's going to care about her but she's still a part of the problem like just flat out period she's part of the problem so it's she doesn't get away scot free when she gets out of this.
0: She's absolutely a problem. And it's just one of those things that like gay men will be like, oh, well, she's a woman. She can get away with it. And I'm like, I'm sorry. like She's just as evil. She's just as evil. She just wasn't in power.
1: But she did, yeah. She did things that, you know, like, I don't care to you. Like, that was, you know, there's a lot of manipulative things that she did. I do have one thing I want to say. As we were talking about Ivanka, I was looking her up and just looking at stuff. And I'm really mad that this wasn't my headline for the week. Um, It says Ivanka Trump. This is literally the headline. Ivanka Trump once blamed her loud fart on a friend. And that comes from <laughs> the Vanity Fair article that everyone should go read. Um, one of her like ex-best friends kind of did. It was really well written. She's, the girl's a journalist, so she, she's good. At, she's a great writer. But that's the headline from someone pulled. That's just Ivanka Trump once blamed her loud fart on a friend. Which I think is, that, that should be her legacy, if anything, right? <laughs>
0: So, well, as we transition and close out this episode, um, we always like to close with action items, um, cause our podcast is entertaining, but also action oriented for us and hopefully for you as a listener. So Andrew, what is your action item for the week?
3: For all my introverts out there who don't want to text bank or phone bank for Georgia, um, please donate. There's a lot of great organizations out there that are doing and we're doing a lot of great work for the elections, but now are specifically focusing on Georgia and the Senate race there. Some of the biggest ones are are Fair Fight, which is a national voting rights organization. There's Move On and Vote Blue, which are both, you know, Democratic supporting organizations. And then specifically in Georgia, there's the New Georgia Project. And Galeo, which is for the Latinx community. And then Asian Americans Advancing Justice is a civil rights organization focused on Asian Americans. Um, but collectively, all altogether, um, they are pumping money into Georgia to help those races, to help people, phone bank and text bank, you know, get election material out there. I know we all hate getting all that mail, but... Um, it it works. Um, people need to. People forget. People need to have their eyeballs on this stuff constantly. That's why they do it, and it's exp- expensive to do that. So yeah, donate. Good call, Kirk. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think I'll pick you back off of that. And another thing you can do if you are introverted and don't want to call or text, even though know, texting isn't really. You could do that if you're an introvert, but. Um, I think this, the same organizations that Andrew's talking about is, you know, do some research. And then I know not everyone has someone that they know in Georgia, but sharing on social is, you know, the power of social media, getting people to um, pay attention to what's going on and hopefully gets the right people Is I think share as much educational information as you can, which you can get on Paul's Instagram, obviously, which is a great place to go for that kind of thing. Things. it sounded like Melania um and then to just do your research and you know all those places that andrew was talking about and kind of share their resources and um if you do donate then share that you did and share that other people can too um i think the, you know the power of social and using your voice um i know it's not i don't know people to get discouraged with i think what happened in with lindsey graham's race where you know there was so much money poured into it and so much national attention and he still won which I think we have to be a little bit smarter with this one because obviously we can't vote um, and as much money is raised still doesn't mean they're going to win so there's other things we have to do. So if you're in Georgia you have to vote.
0: Agreed. Erica, what about you?
2: This is my tax tip of the day. Um, If you guys do choose to donate under the CARES Act for 2020 and this only occurs in 2020 um, you can deduct up to $300 flat off of your taxes this year. So there's And it's $600 for married couples filing jointly. Um, So there's A, more incentive to donate, but um, B, you should also, if you can volunteer in whatever way that is applicable to you. Um, I know Kirk mentioned texting um, and just kind of pursuing other ways to give your voice to other people. Um, And also it's... hard time for people. And if you are healthy and you, um, and I've looked into it and they have extensive training, um, a lot of food banks need hands this year. Um, And a lot of them are throwing away food because they have more food than um, bodies that can sort it and um, send it out. So if you can, this is a great time to volunteer. And if you can't, and you have the funds to donate, there's um, some really good tax benefits for it this year as well.
0: Yeah, that's great. I didn't know that actually. So oh, I'm going text this to you actually. So <laughs> <laughs> I ignore most things, just like you ignore Kirk on social media and Kirk ignores Andrew because Andrew's straight. So um, <laughs> um, yeah, my my action item is that um, I hope everyone just gives us feedback on this podcast. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting kind of going into um a post election sort of cycle um you know we never anticipated um, having an Instagram following. I don't think we necessarily anticipated having so many people listening to this podcast either. Um, you know, it was sort of just a kind of a fun thing that we did with friends. So, um, please share, please rate, please comment, like subscribe. Um, but also just give us feedback. You know, we want to make this better for you. If you want videos, let us know that you want videos. If you, you know, think that a topic would be good for you and a friend, then let us know if you want to join, let us know too. Um, it's always fun to to have guests on. That's another episode of Let's Unpack That. So thank you all so much for joining. Uh, Kirk, Andrew, Erica, I love doing this with you guys. So thank you so much. Everyone have a safe Thanksgiving. Stay the fuck inside. And if you do, just quarantine. So talk to you all next week.